what is up guys welcome back to another video i know that it's been like two months since i've uploaded no it's been like a month but um you know i just i just went through like this dry spell of just where i just did not want to do anything um you know for either the rated off for real uh entertainment podcast or this 206 to 559 football podcast um i know i look crazy i'm on the hat because my hair's wolfing my hair's trash my room's a mess i'm trying to clean it ignore everything behind me Pay attention to that cool painting and that flag. More will come. Uh, but right now, I'm going to do a post-Super Bowl mock draft. Um, I do plan on doing another video of just postseason wrap-ups, what I thought about the Super Bowl and other things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just going to get this. Uh, no trades mock draft post-Super Bowl going. This is what I would do if I was all 32 NFL GMs, um, a couple teams such as my team, the Seahawks, don't have a first round pick. So we will be doing a two and three round mock draft uh, in the following days. I am trying to get three videos out. I think I'm going to do a, of course, this first round mock draft, no trades. And then I am going to be uploading a post Super Bowl thought, so, uh, you know, season recap. And what I what I thought of the game. I know I'm like four days late. This is gonna. I'm recording this on Thursday. I'm gonna be uploading this on Thursday. But the other ones I'll be uploading uh, later this week. I'm trying to do tomorrow, Friday, and um, one upload on Sunday. I'll probably do the second and third round mock draft Sunday, and I'll upload the uh, post Super Bowl thought uh, video and podcast um tomorrow on friday but um this uh you know youtube isn't the only thing that i record on uh, i do also record my podcast it's on every major podcast um streaming podcast app and website uh podcast app on apple store spotify uh, i think soundcloud some other ones i'm not really sure which every app is but um you know i do upload um you know, audio podcast. If you don't want to see my beautiful face, but um, you know, if you keep look, if you keep seeing me stare over it this way, it's because I'm trying to look at myself, make sure I don't look crazy. But uh, let's just hop into this right now. Number one pick, um, man. If I was the Jags, you know, I would love getting Trevor Lawrence, but I just don't trust you know, Urban Meyer and just you know, Urban Meyer has not been able to you know produce quarterbacks. You know, so you know, Ohio State quarterbacks never panned out. Florida quarterbacks never panned out. Cam Newton doesn't count. He went to Auburn. Um, and, you know, just, I just, if I was the Jags, I would definitely try and shop the first pick. The Jets, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the Jets, the Falcons, and the Eagles would be number one priority for the number one pick. But you never know who could come calling. But, you know, this is just what I would do as a GM. I would just take Trevor Lawrence, of course, best quarterback off the board. I love Gunnar Minshew, love the, love the hype around him. But I just, I just don't believe that he's the game-changing guy. Hopefully that doesn't come back and bite me in the butt. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, number two, Jets um, are on the board now. They forfeited the number one pick because he wanted to start winning the last two games of the season. As much as people love excuse for the ads i don't have i don't if you guys want to donate me some money cash out paypal me to get rid of these ads i would greatly appreciate that but um you know people love zach wilson i'm not the biggest fan of his he is my number 
four quarterback. You'll see who I like above him. You guys can probably guess it's Trey Lance. But um, I just don't like Zach Wilson. He, he gives me too much, too much Mitch Trubisky vibes. Just too much hype. Athletic Caucasian quarterback, I'm gonna say, with a decent arm, um, decent zip, good ball placement, but he's just I feel like he's not going to transition as well from BYU into a team um, that is in dire need of a quarterback like the Jets. I love Justin Fields. Um, when I start doing, you know, my positional, my top 10, 15 positional players for the for the draft coming up, which is coming very soon in April, but I will be doing player um, rankings daily up until the uh, pro days. No combine this year. Up until the pro days and the post pro day, I will do another. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. I thought it was super dry, and I don't have any water. But I will be doing a. Um, oh, almost knocked myself up. I will be doing a. Um, um, a post pro day. Just take that thing out of my face. A post pro day. Um, uh, positional ranking as well, even though there are no official numbers for the 40, which are the most important, um, you know, stat for almost every player except for offensive linemen and punters and kickers. And, um, but you know, uh, post post pro day, I will be doing another one. Justin Fields, I, I've been saying this since day one. I, it's, it's not close. I don't like, I don't know why people are on the Zach Wilson hype chain. Look, he's Mitchell Trubisky 2.0. Yes, he's got a little bit more arm through him, but he's still that very same build, same, literally, he's a copy and paste of Mitch Trubisky. There's no, there's no difference coming out of college. I love Justin Fields. It's 1A and 1B for me, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Justin Fields just has that dog, and, and he can play now. I'm going to take Justin Fields at number two over Zach Wilson. He's just that dog, man. He's just got it. You know, you could just see it in his face when he lost. Was it the championship game? You could definitely tell he wanted that. And I thought he was going to come back and he, I thought he was going to be hungry and come back for a senior year and say, I'm going to take Ohio state to the championship, to the, to the, to the championship game. And I'm going to win it this time, but you know, uh, nothing yet. I think he's a for sure declare as a true junior. Um, he's got that dog. I think he could be the best quarterback out of this whole class. Number four, oops, the Miami Dolphins are up on the board. Um, you could definitely you can see the needs on the screen, but I don't believe receiver is in the first round for them. I think they could easily get a top number two, number one receiver right off the bat in the second round. So number um, number three, my actual number one overall big board um, player. I I'll actually do a big board. Um, prediction video right after this. So you'll get two videos today. But um, we will have Penny Sewell out of Oregon. Um, he, he opted out this year, I'm pretty sure. I think so. I have to check my sources, which is Google. But um, yeah, Penny Sewell, really good, really solid. He was in the Heisman running last year. Penny Sewell, I know he has a lot of hype from last year, and people are like Rashawn Slater this. And then uh, let me see who are the other tackles. Oh, why is my screen doing this? I need to get the uh, Rashawn Slater, Christian Derisaw, you know, Tevin Jenkins is really climbing. Dylan Ray Dunes is a guy that's really, really climbing too. But honestly, I just, I like, I like, I just like Penny Sewell. He's really athletic, really big. Um, he's got a lot of upside. He's got, he's the highest floor and highest upside player in this draft. In my opinion, he's going to come in be a day one starter, going to be a Joe Thomas type player, pro bowl every year, all pro every year, 
so consistent. The only thing that's going to hold them back could potentially be injury, which I pray to God, never wish bad on anybody. Number four, um, the um, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. What is going on? The Atlanta Falcons. I have the Atlanta Falcons. I said I don't like Zach Wilson at number. He's not my top three, but he will be my number three board coming off. Zach Wilson is a guy, 21, true junior, who can can come off and sit behind – you know, Matt Ryan for a year or two. I only believe Matt Ryan only has two years left in his career. So Zach Wilson comes off the board. Um, I will be doing a fun first round mock draft next week, I believe. I'm trying to do more mock drafts because it's mock draft season for every YouTuber that does football content. So I better hop on that train ASAP. You can't beat him, join him. But um, number four, Zach Wilson. Like I said, Mitch Trubisky. But if he sits behind a Matt Ryan who is a master at just dissecting and processing pre and post snap plays. If Zach Wilson can sit behind him for two, three, even just one year and just really learn behind him, he could take off next year as a 22-year-old, you know, guy learning a whole year behind Matt Ryan, leading this franchise into the future. Zach Wilson is a guy that if he sits behind the right quarterback, like a Matt Ryan, who is a great processor, pre and post snap, he can really develop into a top quarterback. Not that I'm knocking him. He's just not my favorite. Number four, um, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Whoops, let me turn off my phone. Um, Very non-professional. But number four, um, I'm number five, Cincinnati Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. He's a top 10 quarterback before he got hurt. He was really good. Um, But, you know, you're looking at all the needs. Wide receiver, tackle, interior, offensive line. They do have Jonah Williams. Um, I love their receiving core. They have a big two-headed monster, Tyler Boyd and um, T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd, more of a slot. T. Higgins, more of a slower possession perimeter guy. So you're instantly thinking speed, speed for position, right? Number five, speed for position on receiver and offensive line. I don't think I would take Rashawn Slater. I love Sam Cosme, but I would not take him yet. I will not take Christian Derrissaw yet, and I definitely wouldn't take Elijah Vera Tucker or any of the other interior offensive linemen. I think Tevin Jenkins, with his tenacity, he could kick inside a guard, but I would not take him top 15. He's just a little too raw for me, in my opinion, and I would not go receiver. It's a waste. There's At this top end, yes, you have speed in Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. And you have size and nice strength combo with Jamar Chase, who I think is going to be Julio Jones 2.0. But I would not take a receiver or offensive lineman here. Yes, this is going to sound crazy. And people who do not know who Kyle Pitts is, you have to look him up right now. Look his stats up, highlights up, film up. I'm taking Kyle Pitts, number five. Yes, it says he's a tight end. And you're thinking, tight end? 6'5", 260-pound guy. You, you know, you're thinking of the prototypical guy like a Gronk or, you know, like a Kittle. Those are bad comparisons because those guys are really good, really big. But Kyle Pitts is about 6'7", 240 pounds. They list him at 6'7", 235. I think he's going to show up a lot bigger at the weigh-in on his pro day. But Kyle Pitts is really good, really athletic. He's not as fast as people think he is. He he looks like a rec- tall receiver. He looks really fast, but he's more streamlined, more smooth, fluid athlete. Kyle Pitts can line up at tight end. I don't like him in line. So CJ Ozuma 
or, uh, you know, Drew Sample, who you drafted a year ago, see if those guys stay in line. But Kyle Pitts is a guy that could play outside receiver, slot, in the seam, in a wing, out of the backfield. Doesn't matter where he lines up. He's a playmaker. I could see him being an all-pro and Pro Bowl for a decade and a half. Kyle Pitts out of Florida, tight end, positional player. Doesn't matter what he is. I know I'm really hanging around the top five picks. I'll try and get it going. Number four, Philadelphia Eagles. Receiver, receiver, receiver. Yes, they drafted Jalen Rager last year. Yes, I'm a big fan of Greg Ward. Yes, I love jump ball Travis Fulgham. But you just don't have that separator. You just don't have that guy that can just get open. You just don't have that dog that's going to draw the attention of the coordinator, the DB coach, the linebacker coach, you know, the the offense, the head coach. You're not going to get attention from Greg Ward or Jalen Rager, or Travis Fulgham. But you will get the attention of a guy named Devontae Smith. Yes, Jamar Chase is the number one receiver here. Uh, he was Jamar Chase was my number one receiver before the championship game. And then after I saw what Devontae Smith did to that boy, Sean Wayne, woo, man, he's my number one clear cut. I was going to do a post-championship game uh, you know, breakdown podcast, and my new number one receiver, I actually had that in my notes. But I'm sorry, guys. I I, I tell you the truth. I got lazy. I just got like a day zone in just this process with this podcast and the next one. Devonta Smith is that separator, is that guy, and he is going to elevate this receiving core the next level. And here is when the receiver run starts. And receiver and DB run starts, as I should say. Number seven, uh, the Lions just made a big trade. They lost that trade. People like, they, it was a good trade both sides. No, the Rams robbed them. Um, but, you know, Jared Goff is a processor. He's a guy that needs three, four seconds for the for the crossers to break down, for the screen to open up, for the vertical pass game on the outside to open up. And what do you do? You, drop, you grab a guy that can do everything and anything you want. Um, Jamar Chase, he, I, I don't want to say 1A, 1B. He is my number two as of now. Uh, he opted out. If he didn't opt out, it would be 1A, 1B with, with, um, with uh, Devonta Smith. But since he opted out, he's, he's number two right now. Sorry, man. Love you. Love the potential. He looks really big. They weigh him at about 6'1", 205. But he looks about 6'2", 220 pounds of just pure muscle. He's big, chiseled, jump ball, contested catch guy, downfield speed. He's got everything you want. He just doesn't possess that elite, you know, red zone threat size. But he's a guy that can stretch the field vertically, horizontally in the screen game. Great, tenacious jump ball guy. 50-50, there's probably only one or two guys I would want Jamar Chase with in that conversation. Number eight, a lot of teams I know that I'm going to be on that train but a lot of teams are are mocking Trey Lance, and I think that that's the move. Yes, Trey Lance is, what, 22, turning 23, sitting behind a Teddy Bridgewater who had a decent season. But, you know, I know it's corny. Every Literally every football uh, content creator says this, but Bridgewater is a bridge quarterback. I love him, love the comeback story. I love – he was my number one quarterback coming out of that 2015 draft. You're like, what? This guy was doing stuff. Well, I have, you know, I bought the magazines. I read the, I, I looked at the apps, the NFL apps, the combine, everything. He was my number one quarterback. I was my favorite guy. Love Teddy Bridgewater. But he's a guy that, you know, he signed, what, a three year here? 
Uh, I think it was a front-loaded contract. Don't quote me on that. So Trey Lance could sit a year behind Bridgewater. If Bridgewater doesn't play how you like it, you know, the top, his first year of his contract's over, so you're going to lose. You're not going to lose too much money off of that. Trey Lance, number eight off the board, North Dakota State. Uh, if you guys don't know, he opted out this year. He only played like two games, one game, a showcase game. But, um, you know, he's a guy that um is really good. No turnovers a year ago, 36 touchdowns. Uh, he had like 12 rushing touchdowns. Uh, he had like 20-something, 28-something passing uh, passing touchdowns, 12 rushing touchdowns. Don't quote me on the stats. I got to pull them up. But, um, you know, he's just a guy that did not turn over the ball. Yes, it's North Dakota State, who you literally really play NFL talent. But he's a guy that is, you know, just if you don't make mistakes, you don't make mistakes. If you're a winner, you're a winner. That's just clear cut, no matter what the competition looks like. And number nine, I have the Denver Broncos. I know this video is going really slow. I just, I'm just trying to break down my own thoughts of what I'm doing here. But number nine, um, you can see the needs, edge, corner, and linebacker. Um, you're like, um, off, you know, offensive line, in my opinion, is a bigger need behind Drew Locke. I love Drew Locke. I don't know why people don't believe in him. I believe he could be the next Dan Marino. You know, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This dude has not been Dan Marino through his first, what is it, two years? Did he get drafted this year or last year? I don't remember, man. It's been it's been a long 2020, bro. I don't even know what's going on anymore. But you know, I, I think he has Dan Marino upside. You're gonna get Jay Cutler or Dan Marino. It just depends on how you help him. And right now, I don't think he needs help yet. I would get help for this defense. I'm not gonna take an edge. I'm gonna take my number one corner, Patrick Sertan. Uh, I think he's really good, really physical. Reminds me of Marcus Peters, just a twitch faster. Uh, number ten, I don't like. I don't like uh, the draft network. Please sponsor me, draft network. But I don't like their their uh, team need here, offensive tackle. I think that their number one issue is yes, corner and interior pass rush. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Caleb Farley. People are like, this dude's going to be an uber elite athlete. Yes, he's fluid, but doesn't mean he's uber athletic. Doesn't mean he's got straight line speed. Doesn't mean he's got that twitch. Yes, he has good ball skills, but he just does not have that number one corner speed that I would like. Patrick Sertan, yes, has very good speed, but he does not have elite athlete speed. But his tenacity and his physicality at the line of scrimmage and press is just super, super dominant compared to Caleb Farley. I just don't like Caleb Farley in this position. I would not take Sam Cosme or Rashawn Slater yet. And I know Micah Parsons is falling because of the off-field issues. Yes, if you haven't known, he is a bully to new uh, recruits to the team. Um, but look, I think if I'm an organization that has a long running, you know, with bad, I know my boy's a Cowboy fan, Julian, with bad players off the field, I think I might as well take a shot with another one, see what happens. You never know. My opinion, he is a top three athlete in this draft class. If you haven't seen Michael Parsons, look up his body, look up his body physique. That dude looks like Adonis chiseled. He looks like a Greek God statue. Michael Parsons, number 10 here. Um, a lot of, a lot of teams are going for that off ball. Kyle Van Noy type of build. Jamie Collins. Oh, my hair's crazy where they can line up at edge 
you know, outside of a five tech end and just come off or line up at pure hand in the dirt or stand up off ball in a three, four or nickel situations. He's just that guy. He can play everything. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, he's falling because of that off field issues. But I think that's something that a team like the Cowboys are going to take a risk on and they could end up pay off and he could end up being, you know, a first battle hall of famer. That's just how he is. LT. Um, Lawrence Taylor type of upside. He can do everything. Don't quote me on that. Sorry, Lawrence Taylor. Number 11, New York Giants. You know, edge and linebacker is a big need. I love Jalen Waddle. He is my number three receiver. It's close. I've been a Jalen Waddle fan for the past two years. Me and my boy Julian are very high on Jalen Waddle. I think he's that game changer. Freak athlete. Super uber compact body. I think he has Tyreek ability. Um, he is maybe a stride, not as fast as Tyreek, but he still has elite speed, quickness, and he adds slot, backfield, and outside receiver ability and return ability, which is very, very key in, in flipping a potential game, a potential drive. You know, 10 yards is the difference between a game winning punt return drive. Or just flailing out and going to overtime, you know? That's the difference. That's what Jalen Waddle brings. That one play, big mismatch ability with speed and athleticism. I love Jalen Waddle here. And number 12, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, right here, honestly, I would just take a stab. But not at Caleb Farley. Not at J.C. Horn. But at my guy that I'm a true believer in. Um. I don't want to do this, but a lot of people are going to probably click off this video. But I think Sean Wade is going to be a Damon Arnett pick here. I like Sean Wade. I feel like he fits this scheme here in San Fran. Yes, they. I think they have a second-round pick. I'm not sure. I have to check. But no, 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 no trade mock draft. I'll do a trade mock draft sometime next week. Oh, man, I just keep setting myself up for failure. That means I'm going to be able to like four videos a week, but I don't care. I do this because I love it. But I like Sean Wade. Yes, I just said that Devonta Smith burned him in that, you know, a lot of these guys are just, you know, a lot of draft and football analysis have Sean Wade falling out of the first round. I, I, just, I just don't. I just don't believe Sean Wade is not a first-round pick. He's been my favorite. He's he was my number one corner at the end of last year. He's my number two corner this year. I just I just believe that I just believe that this is that guy. I yes, he played majority of his snaps in the slot. But slot but slot DBs are almost as worth as a number one corner. You know, if you can't if you don't have a dominant slot corner, you will not have a dominant pass defense. That's just how it is. Sean Wade, number 12 overall. In a trade down mock draft, I would probably you know, people are like, but they have such big needs. No, you don't. Health was an issue. When health is ready, when health, when this team is healthy, this is a Super Bowl contending team coming from a Seahawks fan. So Sean Wade adding another interior guy. He can play outside, but adding another slot guy who can be really good. I think you have to take that chance with an aging Sherman in his last year of his contract, I believe, and Akilo Witherspoon, who I am a big fan of. Sean Wade, number 12 off the board in a no-trade mock draft makes sense to me. Um, now, number 13, this is when Rashawn Slater comes off the board. That's it. 
And, uh, he's my number three corner, but he's a charger. He looks like a charger. Number uh, 14 on the board, you have the Minnesota Vikings. And you're, you're like, wait, edge is not a big need. Edge is a need, in my opinion. Yannick Ngakwe was not the move last year. Daniel Hunter, very athletic, very powerful, very dominant as a pass rusher. He could use a counterpart. And what else than another dominant, chiseled, super athletic edge rusher than Quiddy Pay? If you haven't looked him up, he is the thing of nightmares. He can wreck a game by himself. Quiddy Pay out of Michigan, dominant edge rusher. I would just say he's a he's a game wrecker. Change that position. Number fifteen. I know I would love to have Kyle Pitts fall this far. But I don't think he's going to fall out of top 10. Someone's going to fall in love with him, like the Bengals that can move him around. And you're looking at number 15, hmm, receiver and tight end. What is that? That's playmakers. And the playmaker that I really love, Rondale Moore, me and my boy Julian, big on Rondale Moore. Uh, yes, he is not as big as I hoped he would. I thought he'd be coming in at about 5'10", 5'11", 190, 95 pounds. Uh, he weighed in at about what, 5'9", 180. That is not my prototypical size. But like, this is a dude that that just makes plays. From a from a true freshman in a bad Purdue offense to, you know, you know, a guy that missed major snaps last year and just, you know, couldn't produce as he did in his first two years. But he's a guy that is really good, movable. That's something you have to be able to do in this league. That's something that Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Rondell Moore, as you can see, and Jalen Waddle can do. These guys can move outside, slot, you know, to play wing. These guys can play in the backfield. These guys are just so, you know, universally talented that they can do whatever they want. Rondell Moore, number 15, he's going to be the number one coming in next year in the New England offense. And number 16, the um, Cardinals, another division rival. Um I actually like J.C. Horn over Caleb Farley. I just think he's just not that guy. I think he's just not as athletic as everybody thinks. Watch him come out and run like a 4-3-5 at his pro day. Just make me eat my words. Make me eat my words, Caleb Farley, please. J.C. Horn, um, really good. His dad was a Joe Horn receiver for the Saints. Really good, J.C. Horn. I, I've, I'm not in love with him like everybody else is. I just think he's a really solid outside corner. You know, he's going to come in as a number two, um, you know, Pat P aging. I don't uh, Drake Kirkpatrick hated that signing this year. Thanks for signing him, though. Um, Tyler Lockett made a fool out of him in both games. But J.C. Horn here coming as number two, finishes a number one. Number 17, the Las Vegas Raiders. Go Raiders! But, um, Edge is what one of the needs. I if I'm doing if I'm, you know, a, if I'm a head coach coming in, I would walk up. Oh, who's that? Who's the GM? I forgot he was an analysis. It's gonna come by me in the butt. I forgot his name. He, I love you. What's his name? Uh, I just saw him on the app. But you know, Edge is a big need. I don't think Edge is a big need. You know, Max Crosby, the white boy with the most swag. As I said, coming in his rookie year, showed out, showed up. Um, stats down this year, but I think he's still got that upside. Claylin Farrell showed up as a monster in the run game. Arden Key, I still believe, has upside. Um, a 6'6", 6'7", D-end. 
or excuse me, with potential, huge potential breakout year this year. Watch out. Um, Edge is not a big lead need. Linebacker, you, Nick Kwiatkowski is really good. Overpaid for Corey Littleton, but I, I'm a big fan because he's from Washington. A lot of teams are mocking, a lot of NFL analysis are mocking Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, J-O-K to him, who's a undersized safety, who's an oversized safety, undersized linebacker. I just don't do it. You have, you have a, you have basically the same play according to Littleton. So I'm going to reach and take Elijah Vera Tucker. Now, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. He is my number one interior offensive lineman. But I just think that top 20, no, I think, but just due to need, I think I'd have to take him in a no-trade first-round mock draft. I just took out of USC. Very big. He has tackle flexibility. Um, and then number 18, I said, I know they don't need receiver. And they do have another first-round pick coming up, I believe. I don't think so. I don't think they do have another first-round pick. But there is so much talent um, at receiver and this and that with Rashad Bateman, Tess, Marshall Kadeus, Tony coming in the sec could potentially fall to the second round. Najee Harris, Travis Etienne potentially falling, but I'm going to go Zayvon Collins here. Um, he's a guy that, um, if you guys don't remember, there's a guy named Zach Bond from Wisconsin, you know, edge rusher. Is he an edge rusher? Is he an off-ball linebacker? Is he a middle linebacker? Is he a weak side backer? Is he a strong side backer? Can he put his hand in the dirt and play DN? Doesn't matter. Zach Bond, I still think, has really good potential. But Zayvon Collins is already better than him, bigger than him, faster than him, and more instinctual than him coming out of Tulsa. Um, yes, I know there's a guy named Kyle Vannoy on this team that a lot of NFL teams are trying to recreate that off-ball edge linebacker hybrid like Michael Parsons is and Zayvon Collins is. Zayvon Collins is a monster of a man. At 6'4", 260 pounds, you should not be able to move in space like that. It's just incredible. Zayvon Collins, uh, number 18 overall pick. He's the guy that could potentially be the new mold of linebacker as Cam Chancellor was for safeties and as Russell Wilson was for quarterbacks. Zayvon Collins could be this new mold of big, mobile, really just fluid, athletic linebacker. Number 19, yours truly, just kidding. You're not going to take a quarterback here. Not the biggest believer in Mac Jones or Kyle Trask. I would actually take Jamie Newman over both of those guys. Um, But right here, um, big need, right? Offensive line, playmaker, receiver, quarterback. Caleb Farley fell this far. He's not falling anymore. I told you I'm not the biggest fan of him, but it's just best play off the board at this point. I am taking um, Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. I think he's just going to end up moving inside the slot like Kendall Fuller and just play really, really good slot corner. Number 13 overall player on the um, draft network's predictive board is coming off the board. Out of Texas, Samuel Cosme. One of my fan favorite picks from last year. I think he's a guy with really good uh, potential. You know, he's going to come in on a little bit short, short arm T-Rex arm guy, as some people say. Honestly, I don't really care. He's a tackle. He's going to come in and play tackle for the Bears, and he's going to come and play tackle for the Bears for a long time. Number 21, um, a lot of people are probably going to be calling for Mac Jones or something at this stage. But look, you've got, you know, Jacoby Brissett, who I think would have went farther into the playoffs than Phillip Rivers. Jacob Eason, who is a 
monster NFL talent. He just has to really show up and produce in the offseason. If we have a preseason, he's really got to show up. I'm a big believer in that quarterback group, but I'm not a big believer in that secondary or receiving core. So what do you think? As a team, hmm, Rocky Sin in the second round last year, slow, good zone corner, physical, bad penalties. Kenny Moore, a nice slot, slot corner, upside to play outside, a little small. Xavier Rhodes, do you want to bring him back? What, 31? 31-year-old corners usually don't end up being very good. Um, you know, off of a new team, new contract. So I'm going to take a very big slot receiver, Terrace Marshall. I know Rashad Bateman is up here. He's actually, in my opinion, a lot better than Terrace Marshall could potentially be in flexibility. But look, you need size in that receiving core. T.Y. Hill, 5'9", he's not going to be your answer outside. Um, you know, yes, you just drafted Michael Pittman basically in the first round. Was he the 33rd, 34th overall pick? Yes, you just drafted him, but he is a slower, bigger body uh, receiver. Terrence Marshall has a little bit more speed and fluidity, and I think that he's going to add a nice, you know, nice variation. Slot speed, quickness, T.Y., nice possession perimeter guy in Michael Pittman, and then just a guy that can work the middle, Terrence Marshall. LSU, big, big fan. Number 22, we have the, oh, I don't know how Tennessee made it this far with that abysmal pass rush. But I'm going to stop the drop of pass rusher Gregory Rousseau. Uh, he's a guy, I know this is a 3-4 scheme. He fits better in a 4-3. But he's got that lined up at 3-tech and just dominated. And I think that he could still dominate in a 3-tech, three 3-4 three, defense. Gregory Rousseau, big dude, 6'7", 250-something, upside to stand outside as an edge guy, or he could put his hand in the dirt, pack on weight, play three-tech, could play three-tech at his size right now. Does not matter. And here comes Kadarius Tony off the board. You take your quarterback, you take your receiver, and you are having fun in 2021, New York Jets fans. Rashad Bateman. I think he's got Devontae Adams' ability. Uh, he's got Devontae Adams' route-running ability, you know, playmaking ability, post-catch, and red zone ability. I think Rashad Bateman's a really good receiver. He's going to pair very well with Justin Fields. They're going to mesh very well. And number 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, as much as I would love to, you know, go with a big need in offensive tackle, I just don't feel like Christian Derrissaw is that guy. And I do think you are in dire need of corner help. Where is my corner? Asante Samuel Jr. You already know who his dad is if you're a real football fan. If not, look him up. Big playmaker. Yes, undersized, just like his dad, but just as ferocious, tenacious, and physical as his dad. Asante Samuel comes off the board. He looks good. He will look very good in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. He's a guy that could have a very long career. Now, Darisol, come here. It's just best tackle off the board. Uh, Darisol, you get your quarterback. You get your protector. I like their offensive tackle room. I liked um, Jawan Taylor. Is that his name? <sighs> don't quote me on that. I, I've been doing so many Madden rebuilds. I don't even remember his name. Um, and then Cam Robinson. The left tackle from Alabama a couple years ago got drafted in the second round. I was a big fan of him. 
Uh, but he's, he has a pain now. Christian Darius saw just next best tackle. You might as well just keep throwing first round tackles at them. One of them's got a hit. Number 26, the um, Cleveland Browns have edge. You would love to pair a guy with Miles Garrett, but I believe you need some off ball linebacker athleticism. Love Mac Wilson, but I think he's more of an inside Mike downhill guy. Jeremiah Russo Cormora, JOK out of Notre Dame. If you haven't looked him up, one of the better linebacker athletes. Um, number 27, ten, uh, the Baltimore Ravens definitely need edge help. And Joseph Osiah to Texas just looks like a Raven. Tall, long, lanky, edge rusher, huge upside. I think he does have a little bit lower of a floor than some of these edge guys, but I'm willing to take him. Number 28 off the board, and you're like, Nick. if you don't know who Nick Bolton is, very good athletic cover linebacker, maybe the best over JOK, but I just don't believe Nick Bolton is a saint at heart. No trade mock draft. I hate to do this, but Dylan Moses, man, at 28th overall, he would have been in this range last year if he came out with the ACL. I'll take him this year. Dylan Moses, he's, my opinion, when you think of a middle linebacker, Dylan Moses comes to my mind. Big, thick, athletic linebacker, fluid athlete, downhill, hits you in the mouth, and you might not get up. Dylan Moses, 28th overall to the New Orleans Saints. Green Bay Packers, 29th. You know, corner, corner this. I would bring Kevin King back. He really showed out this year. Jair is really good. I hate to admit it, Jair is a good corner. Not as good as people think. Very good corner. I do not believe in in Eric Stokes, Aaron Robinson, Greg Newsom. A lot of teams are, a lot of people are drafting Ifetu Milifanu in the first. I'm like, this dude is not a second round pick. Yes, his brother's athletic. And yes, he's athletic like his brother, um, Opie Milifanu. But right now, I think you just can't, you just can't miss out at a guy like Kadarius Tony. You have size with, um, Alan Lazard, route running and red zone ability with Devontae Adams. You need that speed separator. Kadarius Toney, uh, senior bowl show out, fluid, uber athletic. He's a guy that's just going to dominate with Aaron Rodgers. He's a guy that could go for 100 and 1,000 every year. Number 30, um, the Buffalo Bills. I like the corner room, Taron Johnson, Tredavious White. Safety might be the best tandem in the league. I like their linebacker room. I like, um, I love Tremaine Edmonds. I was really high on him coming out. I thought he could a guy that could be an all pro Pro Bowl every year, and he's proved it this year. Love Matt Milano, undersized off-ball edge guy. I think here you could take a luxury pick. You could take a receiver. Um, I like the upside of their backfield. You could take Najee Harris or ETN here. Uh, Singletary is coming to his third year. Zach Moss is coming to his second. Both are a little more similar than I thought. I thought Zach Moss would be a little bit more of a downhill back, but, you know, he lost a little weight, got a little lighter, a lot better in the receiving game. So now you have two backs that are a little more similar than you think. Yes, you would love speed with ETN. Yes, you would love the size downhill ability with Najee Harris, but I don't think you have that luxury pick yet. Um, I think you just got to go um, offensive line. 
Um, I am a big fan of Alex Leatherwood. I would still take him over many of these other offensive linemen. Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama doesn't look like a bill, but he could end up being a very good Buffalo bill for a very long time. Number 31, I don't know why they're mocking receiver. I love the receiver core. All you really need is two receivers, Travis Kelsey, and a running back that could catch 20, 30 balls a season. And you have that. You have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's probably going to catch 40 balls next year. Travis Kelsey is probably going to go over 80 catches. And Tyreek Hill is probably going to go over 1,200 yards next year. You don't need much in this offense, but Patrick Mahomes, a tight end, two good receivers, and a running back that could catch. Um, But, you know, right now, I think Nick Bolton would be a really nice pair with the upside of, um, with the upside of, um, you know, Willie Gay Jr., who is a uber-athletic, really big linebacker. He's like 6'1", 240-something, almost 250. Really fast, really fluid. He could rush off the edge. I like him blitzing inside. I think he has really good interior blitz ability as a linebacker. But Nick Bolton and um, Willie Gay could be a nice base defense nickel linebacker duo next year. And I think this is a luxury pick for Kansas City. You lost a good game. You just got beat. You just got beat, Kansas City. Nothing bad about that. They just were ready for you, and you weren't ready for them. And here come the Super Bowl champs. Brady is back. Gronk is back. Mike Evans is taking a pay cut. What was the biggest need? Running back really showed up. Ronald Jones, in my opinion, was one of the better running backs and harder running backs to bring down 101. Leonard Fournette showed up in the playoffs. You know, Cameron Brate, good tight end. Um, O.J. Howard comes back next year. You're hoping to re-sign Chris Godwin. You're hoping to re-sign Antonio Brown. Receivers off the board. Tight ends off the board. Running backs off the board. Corners off the board. Hmm. Do you take offensive linemen? Maybe, maybe not. You are good with what you had. Interior offensive linemen? Maybe, maybe not. This is probably the most luxury pick in the draft. Yes, you have guys like running back Harris, ETN, who are both better and could be better than Fournette and um, (coughs) Ronald Jones. Yes, Jalen Phillips, concussion injuries. Concussions are a problem. Luxury pick. Jalen Mayfield, Tevin Jenkins, Liam Etcherberg with that, uh, who can be paired nicely with um, Tristan Wirfs, but none of those guys are left tackles to me. Mac Jones, nope. I am going to take... Yes, this is going to be probably one of the weirdest picks here. Where is he? But I think they're going to reach on somebody who might not have the best record. Um, you know, might not be the, the top of everybody's, um, you know, uh, you know, board anymore. But I am going to take... Hamilcar Rashid Jr. out of Oregon State. Um, A lot of guys, a lot of draft analysis fell off of this guy. At the beginning of the season, he was a top 20 mock. He was a guy that was going to be this uber-athletic edge rusher who could line up hand in the dirt in a 4-3 or stand up in a 3-4. Nickel-based defense, he could play off ball. He could play everything. Hamilcar Rashid Jr., great size, versatility, and athleticism. I think he's just going to – I think it's a luxury pick. They're going to say we're going to go for a guy with a lot of flexibility 
with the aging um, pass rush with Jason Pierre-Paul. I know people are like, Shaquille Barrett's still really good. He showed up in the Super Bowl. He's, what, 29, turning 30? He's he's a guy that is a lot older than you think he is. Played, what, four years? Four years in uh, Denver? Two years here? And he's already, what, turning 29? He was coming in at 23 years old, I think. Shaq Barrett is not the youngest guy in the building. And I think Hamilka Rashid, who, my opinion, has the ability to be a Shaquille Barrett-type player, comes off the board to Tampa. And I think you've got a really good revamped front seven with a versatile guy like him. And that is the end of my thirty, my first round mock draft. Um, no trades. To recap, Trevor Lawrence to the Jags, number one overall. Justin Fields to the New York Jets, number two overall. Penny Sewell to the Dolphins. Zach Wilson to the Falcons, Kyle Pitts to the Bengals, Devonta Smith to the Eagles, Jamar Chase to the Detroit Lions, Trey Lance to the Carolina Panthers, Patrick Sertan to the Denver Broncos, Michael Parsons to the Dallas Cowboys, Jalen Waddle to the New York Giants, Sean Wade might be the worst pick if if a, if a draft analysis were watching this, but I'm a big fan. Sean Wade number twelve to the San Francisco 49ers, Rashawn Slater to the Chargers, Quiddy Pay to the Vikings, Rondell Moore to the Patriots. J.C. Horn to the Cards. The Raiders get Elijah Vera Tucker. Zayvon Collins to the Dolphins. Caleb Farley to the Redskins. Oh, not the Redskins. Football team. Sorry. Sam Cosme to the Bears. He looks like a bear. Terrace Marshall to the Colts. Rousseau to the Titans. Rashard Bateman to the Jets at their second first-round pick. Asante Samuel Jr. to the Steelers. Christian Derrissaw to the Jags. Another first-round pick. Jeremiah Wusu koromoa J.O.K. with the Cleveland Browns. Number 26th overall. Joseph Osai looks like a Raven to the 27th. Dylan Moses looks like a Saints 28th overall. Kadarius Tony, playmaker to the Packers. Alex Leatherwood, old school lineman to the Bills. Nick Bolton, nice duo potential with Willie Gay to the Chiefs. And luxury pass rusher pick, Hamilka Rashid Jr. Um, and if you watch another video and you're like, dude, this dude's wearing the same outfit. It's because I'm filming it in the same day. I might change the hat just for you. But that is my first round mock draft with no trades. Thank you very much for listening, tuning in. Um, like, share, subscribe, You know, comment down below what you want to see, what you want to see next, what you like, what you don't like, content options. I will be trying to do team-specific mock drafts in the coming weeks. Um, let me know what team you want to mock draft. Let me see if you want to have a fun fantasy mock draft. Let me see if you want to have mock draft for trades. Second, third round mock draft is coming. And, um, you know, thank you for listening. A like, share, and subscribe will be greatly appreciated going towards what I want to make this as, you know, a potential full-time thing. Um, thank you for listening. You know, thank you for tuning in. Like I said, you know, you know, just everything, everything helps. A like, a share, subscribe. Just anything to get my channel off the feet, man, off the ground, you know, appreciate it. And I'll catch you on the flip.